Welcome to The Gays Watch Degrassi, the podcast where my skepticism and my expertise shine a new rainbow on this Canadian after school special. I'm Marisa. And I'm David. Today we are watching season one, episode 10 Rumors and Reputations. This is an episode that isn't named after anything. It's just named for the content of the episode. So I'll go straight into the synopsis. Emma notices that Liberty is spending extra time with Coach Armstrong and gets worried something bad is happening. When she talks to Manny about it, she accidentally starts a school rumor. Spinner is more concerned with a bug he found in his cafeteria lunch and starts his own rumor on purpose. So that's what happens in this episode. So we start off the episode in the hallway with Emma and we have a fashion crime ticket right off of the bat. She's wearing a cute striped turtleneck sweater but it is accidentally the lesbian flag colors. There's a few extra colors in there but to anyone who has seen the lesbian flag which features different shades of pink and orange along with white. It just looks exactly like it. Cheeto agrees. Yeah, Cheeto the cat is our uh, guest star in some episodes. Usually I edit her out. but So Emma is coming around the corner. She just got out of a class. And she's looking into the window of another classroom. And she sees Coach Armstrong and Liberty alone in a classroom. Mr. Armstrong has his arm around Liberty. And there's a little bit of a backtrack that's like, ooh, like, ooh, what's happening? I mean, you shouldn't be a teacher in a classroom with a child with a closed door. That's like 101 teaching. You don't do that because... Yeah, that's a no-no. Although all of that has become more and more progressive as the years have gone on, you know? This is... What, you mean not a thing or that that's now the rules or whatever? Yeah, that's become more ubiquitous. Okay. You know, I mean, it's 2021 now. This was 01. It's 20 years ago, you know? Yeah. So, one of the deleted scenes of the episode is... Takes us inside the classroom with Coach Armstrong and Liberty. And you get to hear that he's teaching her math and trying to explain different math problems... And she's saying she's upset because she's stupid and she doesn't get it. And Coach Armstrong says, no, you're not stupid. You're just a very smart girl with a learning challenge. And lots of people have learning challenges and, you know, you can overcome it. Uh, But I think the reason they deleted it is because they wanted to have a little bit of Emma doesn't know. Mystery. Yeah, you don't know either. Maybe something bad is happening, you know? And with that scene deleted, we don't know either. But the, you know. So one of my favorite props of these early seasons is Emma's blue notebook. There's drawings all over it, stickers, a sticker of a lava lamp, flowers, some references to her environmentalism. But... Emma goes straight up to Liberty and kind of asks her about, you know, I saw you with Coach Armstrong, you know, what's going on? Liberty acts really defensive, says she just had a few questions, that all, that's all that was going on. Emma interprets her defensiveness as maybe she was right that something bad was happening. But we know with the deleted scene that Liberty's being defensive because she feels stupid because she has a learning disability. Also, Liberty has a stick up her butt. Oh, yeah. She's Ashley Jr., you know, so definitely when she has the chance to, you know, 
be thorny if she takes it. Whatever it takes, I know I can make it through. Paige's hottie shirt. I have one that's very similar. Slut. But it's just as hot. <laughs> Slut. So we go into the next scene, and JT tells Emma she's being obvious because he thinks she's staring at Sean, but she's actually staring at Coach Armstrong because of her suspicions. Oh, she's like, is Coach Armstrong touching Sean? Emma even asked JT, like, do you think that Coach Armstrong's okay? And JT says, oh, no, yeah, he's giving me lots of extra help. So that doesn't exactly corroborate her theory. Extra help? I don't think that's what he meant. (laughs) And then, dun-dun-dun, her worst nightmare. She sees Coach Armstrong giving Liberty some kind of note. And he touches her arm. So, another deleted scene is zooming in on this. And you can hear Coach Armstrong say, Hey, you know, I wanted to give you this flyer. You know, 10% of kids have a learning disability and it's nothing to be ashamed of. Here's more information. I thought you were going to say 10% off if you have dyscalculia. Yeah, it's at the weird math diner. It's at the dot. Everything costs either ten ninety five or $195. Oh, man. Or it's like numbers to throw them off. So, like, lots of sixes and nines. It's like $9.69. Or is it $6.96? That would be... That would be mean, right? I guess maybe if it was, like, designed by someone that had it as, like, a way to, like... The dot is not designed by someone who has dyscalculia. Right. (laughs) Anyway. You meet the person who owns it, like, once. Yeah, but that's not for several seasons. Exactly. I still want... I've seen, like, on Etsy shirts that are, like, the dot. It'd be cool to wear. And it'd be one of those shirts that, like, no one would ever understand it. But then if someone got it, then it would be, like... I once had the bass nectar shirt, and it said bass head, and someone asked me what's a bass head, and thought it was like fishing, and it was like, no, it's a electronic <laughs> artist, sir. It's not It's fish. bass head, not bass head. That'd be funny if he had like a digital art sequence that was like bass heads, and it was like wop, 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 wop. That just sounds like the fish that used to sing, like, don't worry, be happy. <laughs> His little song I wrote, sing it not for not. Oh, can't say, say more than 15 seconds or we'll get sued. Well, I'm singing it, so it's not their version. It's my version. They shouldn't, we shouldn't worry, we should just be happy. Yeah. Okay, I'm moving on. I think my aunt had one, and it would. It was one of those things. Your aunt like, had one? Yeah. When she lived in Virginia, she had one. And, like, it would go off, like, in the night and stuff, like, when it shouldn't. You know, it was one of those. Like, a Furby it was scary. <laughs> <laughs> you wake up in the middle of the night. Here's a little song I wrote. And then when it gets low on batteries... My Oh god, that's even scarier. It was like in the basement because it was in Virginia where they have basements. Oh, I thought you meant like because they couldn't figure out how to take out the batteries. (laughs) So they're like, okay, we'll put it in the deepest, darkest place in the house under some pillows. That's what I did with my Furby. I put it in the closet. Like, under boxes and under shoes, but sometimes still in the night. It would like... walk out. <laughs> it would, like, go off and talk, and I'd be like, no, I hate you. Probably should have just took the batteries out, but I think it, like... Yeah. Screwed in. It, it screwed in, for sure. And, and then you were, like, in like... the age where you didn't have access to a screwdriver. It, like, learned stuff and stuff, so I, you didn't want to, like, reset it, I think. I can't remember exactly how Furbies worked. Never had a Furby, only had a Tamagotchi. But they still died, and that was still heartbreaking for a five-year-old. Like, what toy is designed to have it die? Pokemon at least figured it out, like, oh, it faints. It fainted. Mm-hmm. Oh, it fainted. 
Like, could you imagine Pokemon who was like, oh, your Pikachu died? Mm-hmm. Or, like, I had Neopets, and they couldn't die either. They could just get to the point that they were starving, <laughs> but they wouldn't die. They'd just keep on going. Keep on trucking and yeah. starving. Um, I had fake Tamagotchis that were, like, for Burger from Burger King. So, like, they, like, looked like a Tamagotchi and had buttons. But Are they just... were burgers or nuggets? <laughs> no, it just <laughs> no, it just had like a couple preset sequences of stuff it would do. It wasn't an actual tamagotchi. It just like played different yeah. like loops of sequences on the screen. Yeah, I it know those terrible games. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yep. And that was good enough for me. I wouldn't have been able to handle the anxiety of a Tamagotchi. I had a doll once that, like, was like, feed me, Mommy. I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. But it never stopped. And I, like, went crazy feeding it. Like, it won't stop telling me it's hungry. (laughs) It was poorly made, probably. But They probably, like, originally designed it for those child planning classes. Or whatever to be like, this is how horrible it is. Tell me that right And then they were like, that was, like, the people who tried it out were like, this is just an evil doll. They're just like, fuck it, toy. Already made a million. Eventually in Degrassi, they'll have some of those dolls. That's not for a while. Ugh, JT, if you know your future, I can only see it. Okay, well, why don't we go back to the actual plot? So, finally, here comes the B-plot. We're introduced to one of the reoccurring characters, Sheila. Sheila is the cafeteria worker in Degrassi. Uh, Her and Spinner do not get along. He is coming into the cafeteria saying how the food's so bad. And Sheila says, it might take you a few extra years, but I cannot wait until you graduate. And it's pretty funny. So she's a recurring character throughout several of the next seasons. And she's a longtime Canadian teen drama actor. She's also in the 90s show Ready or Not. So, as Spinner is grabbing his food, going through the line, he notices something weird on his plate, and it is an earwig. Earwigs are one of those things in life that I just really, really, really hate. They scare the shit out of me. I think mainly because... Once I, when I was younger, I had a tree house and I was sweeping it with some of my friends and under the leaves, it was like Earwig City. There was like hundreds and hundreds of them just like. Probably banging or something. Oh God, it was disgusting. We were. That was like club. That was like their burning man under that leaf. It was decaying leaf. And then you just come around sweeping. It was like a pile of leaves. So it was like literally like hundreds of them. Yeah. And like it was up in the trees. And I was like six at the time. So like it was just extra disgusting. I Dude, was five. Was and I sat. I was on the soccer ball. But my soccer ball was apparently on top of like a hole for an anthill and then the ants were just like all over me by the time I realized they were all over me and that's why I don't like ants Ugh. the other day I was picking daffodils to dry them put in my resin art and like there was an earwig in one of the like leaves while I was clipping it and it crawled on me and I literally screamed Cheeto was like, what's wrong? Oh my god. <laughs> what's wrong? I was like trying to keep her away from it so I didn't pinch her. But I killed it with a shoe. They pinch hard. Just fuck all the way off your wigs. You're not allowed in my sanctum. 
So, he finds the earwig, and he's like, ew, and he flicks it away. It lands in a girl's hair. Then, <laughs> she t- he tells Sheila that there was a bug in his squash, um, but by the time he says it, another kid steps on it, and it's gone. So, he has no evidence. So many people here drive noisy tracks or loud motorcycles. But I guess it's a big road, too, so... Or a case on bike. Straight spike, too. Yeah, I just went there being gay. So, Emma asks, Manny, has Armstrong ever touched you? Manny gets really concerned. She says, what? No, has he touched you? He said, no, he's touching Liberty. I saw him touching Liberty, Emma says. She doesn't know what to do, but she says, I know what I saw. Could speculate that Emma's earlier experience with the creepy guy may be clouding her judgment a little bit or making her a little overly sensitive to this subject. But either way, she doesn't realize that Terry is right around the corner and here's what she says. Back to the B-plot, Spinner's telling everyone that he saw a bug... No one believes him. No one believes him. He asks Jimmy to back him up. He says it was some weirdness on his plate. A moth, I think. How could he think an earwig is a moth? Like, that's the thing that's always kind of lost me. Like Even then, like, was to like, oh, there's always moths in the cafeteria. Like, I think still having bugs is weird. And then... Mrs. Kwan hears him and, of course, doesn't believe him because they hate each other as well. So it's just a cry wolf situation because Spinner is the bad kid. Also one of those stories which makes no sense if you didn't trust the kids that there would be wolves and to call when the sheep were under attack. Why would you let them guard the sheep anymore? to get someone else so terry's upset and Paige encourages her encourages her to get it off her chest and tell Paige what's wrong Paige is yet again wearing the crimped hair and she's wearing a super of the time hair barrette it is a flowered like six flower barrette it's pink but I had the exact same one for sure in several colors. It's a classic barrette style, just like the other one, plastic ones that we all wore in the 90s and the OOs. Terry ends up telling her before promising her to secrecy that she heard that Mr. Armstrong was coming onto Liberty. That's gonna work. Yeah, of course Paige wouldn't spread a rumor. She says he was coming on to her. He passed her a love note on the front steps. Now we see Paige riding on some kind of little tiny device. What was that? It's just one of those phones that had a sideways keyboard. You know, the ones that had like a... QWERTY keyboard on it. There were ones that were that tiny. But, yeah. I mean, each country had different weird phones. I remember, like, there's phones I had in Scotland, or, like, in Britain, that weren't as popular in America, and vice versa when I came here. This is also our first introduction to Hazel. Paige sends a text to Hazel telling her about Armstrong. Hazel then calls someone else, is on the phone with someone else. So the rumors extended to some third person who we actually don't ever get to know who that person is. So it's off running wild on other sides of the school as well because of that call by Hazel. While she's walking down the stairs, Sean overhears what she says. Sean goes promptly to Spinner. But she says they, like, 
it keeps like spinning out of control yeah with every level that it goes so it goes from he passed her a love note to he gave her a ride they were kissing so no someone said they were kissing or hazel says they're kissing kissing in his car then it goes from kissing in his car to sean saying he gave her a ride does that mean that they spent the night together and then it goes to spinner telling jimmy coach armstrong and liberty are doing it and then jimmy messages that to ashley coach armstrong and liberty are doing it so this is how simply telephone style rumor gets blown out of proportion it started with love note on the steps to kissing in the car to ride home or ride to school to having sex (laughs) so shortly afterward liberty has a council session with the student council liberty is pushing a talent show this is going to come up in the next couple episodes. The talent show is actually going to happen. So, Ashley is being extra nice to Liberty and actually just letting her decide whatever she wants. And Liberty is talking about something, saying everybody knows what happened. And Ashley thinks she's talking about the rumor. But she says, oh, at last year's talent show, some microphones were stolen. But I won't let it happen this year. So Liberty is still clueless, apparently, about what's happening. So when the meeting ends, Ashley clues Liberty in to what's happening. This is the it goes there moment. Because Liberty breaks it to, or Ashley breaks it to Liberty. Like, there's this rumor going around that you and Coach Armstrong are just, like, really close. Like, something's happening between you. Is it true? And Liberty gets really upset, runs away, says, of course not. He's not doing things to me. In the worst run ever. Oh, yeah. In the early seasons, she just is fully nerded out. Cheeto, our podcast mascot, is taking a very cute nap. She's a fluffy ginger kitty, and she's adorable. All right. So, it's the next day in Degrassi, and the Fab Four, Emma, Manny, JT, and Toby are talking about how they already had suspicions, and these rumors are going around, and they have to find out if it's true before they report it. Liberty walks in. And does another stupid run. (laughs) She loves running away from her problems. That is a continued theme. She's in the bathroom because that's a quiet space where no food traffic happens. Mm -hmm. Where you can be alone with your thoughts. A little update from the last episode. Emma did a petition to get a tampon dispenser. And if you look behind her, there is in fact a tampon dispenser. Can use that to cry her eyes. Mm, I don't know. Not worth the quarter. Just Mm. use toilet paper it's they still have to pay for it or whatever they call it they still have to pay for it it's not free no they usually require a quarter it's like a vending machine so emma's pressing liberty you know like did something happen are you sure you're not lying and when they come to the mutual conclusion that the rumors are not true Emma decides she's going to get to the bottom of the rumors and figure out who started it. And then she says, and then we'll give whoever started it, Liberty says, a good swift kick. And Emma says, I was going to say a good talking to, but that'll do. And that's just a little bit of foreshadowing because while Emma's saying this, she's not actually aware yet that the person who's going to be getting the kick is her. Now, we're back to Spinner. 
He's wearing his iconic jacket he wears throughout the first few seasons. Has like the dragon pattern on it. He's telling Jimmy he's hatched a new plan of how to get people to believe that he had a bug in his food. He pulls out an I can't believe it's not butter plastic container. Another Super OO's reference. They had all those commercials. And there's a bunch of earwigs in it. He said he spent hours collecting all of the earwigs. I hate earwigs. I just can't. They are. Now we're back to Emma. She's starting with Ashley because she knows that Ashley is the one that confronted Liberty. Ashley says, who would spread a rumor like that? Who told you? And Emma says, well, I'm trying to figure it out. Who told you? Heard it from Jimmy, but Jimmy heard it from Spinner. Spinner says, heard it from Sean. And then Sean says, it's gross. And it's like, it's not true. Emma's holding her really drawn up notebook again, which I love. It just reminds me of notebooks I had. It's crazy how quickly Sean's just like, oh, it's disgusting. Oh, I thought it wasn't true. And it's like... Pretty much seemed like he thought it was true. Not even that. It's just like, oh, okay, cool. It's just like, how quickly can you flip-flop, son? Yeah. I think some of the characters were just talking through stuff to forward the plot in this episode. So... Then Sean says, I heard it from Hazel. And they're back to the bathroom. Back in the washroom. Bathroom. But this is the whatever it takes moment of the episode. Emma's going to do whatever it takes to figure out who spread this rumor. It's her. She doesn't know that yet. That's the big twist. And then... Hazel says she heard it from Paige. Paige walks out. She's wearing her princess necklace and a star strawberry necklace and crimped hair. And if you notice, she's wearing khakis, so I guess that means her period ended. Also, Paige says that she heard it from Terry, and Terry happens to be wearing the clothes of Scary Terry from Rick and Morty. Based on Freddy Krueger from Nightmare on Elm Street. And it just gives credence to the fact that Terry is scary Terry. Do you mean the stripes? Yeah. (laughs) She is wearing a striped shirt. Red and I guess you're going to say navy, but I'm saying black. Red and black, (laughs) scary Terry shirt. It has a collar and stuff, so, like, very indicative of the... Scary. So, Terry says she swore Paige to secrecy, but Emma says, of course she would spread it around. And And Emma says, oh, I hope you're happy now that everyone knows. And Terry's like, um, newsflash, Emma, I heard it from you. You were telling Manny... And I overheard you talking about it. But that doesn't mean that Emma started it. She still started it. She heard information she wasn't privileged to and then just blabbed her mouth and is like, actually, it was your fault. I know. Blameless Terry, as per usual. We're in the cafeteria. It's about to go down. So this is a major product placement moment. Spinner is drinking Barks root beer. Jimmy is drinking Gatorade. And then behind them, when Ashley is talking, you can see Sprite and Crush. And maybe one other. I can't read that one, though. The funny faces you see when you pause. But if you pause at 15 minutes, 26 seconds, you can see the crush in the Sprite. And Ashley, it's entertaining. Give it a look. Spinner says he's being mature. He's, you know, decided he probably never even saw that bug. And then when Ashley's looking away, 
he puts a handful of earwigs on her food. And she says, what are you smiling at? And then when she looks down at her plate, she goes, ah, and stands up. Honestly, it really seems like he didn't think this through. Like, everyone knows he did it. And then Ashley finds his container of additional earwigs. The people behind go for it. There's a guy with his cap backwards. Yep, him. Him, and he's always he's a featured extra. He's just like the thug, the grassy. I wouldn't you if you have glasses, you can't be a thug. It's just a thing. It's just because you always have there's something someone can break, and then you can't see. The posters in the background kind of remind me of like South Park when. It's like... Lunch beef is shaved beef. Spack. Special beef. Special. That's not what it says. (laughs) Shaved beef square. Weird. It looks like that, but that can't be it. Maybe it could be a Canadian (laughs) meal. Shaved beef square. Is shaved beef square a meal you've enjoyed? Write us in. Let us know. Mrs. Kwan pops in, and she obviously already has a history of disliking Spinner. And she's like, I cannot believe it's not butter. I can't believe it's earwigs. She's like, Gavin, what is going on here? And he has this face like, shit, my... Coach Armstrong is dressed like Tiger Woods, as always. I don't know why they have to dress the person of color like Tiger Woods. Liberty's wearing her signature overalls outfit. Emma says, or she asks Emma if she figured out where the rumor came from. And Emma says, well, actually, I gotta tell you about that first. But before she can tell her, Coach Armstrong starts teaching teaching bed mass yeah this is an interesting thing they're teaching bed mass as like the order of operations or at least that can only be like what it is right and i learned it as pemdos which is parentheses exponents Mm. multiplication division addition subtraction So bed mass is I'm guessing What is the B? Well, I remember in Britain it was some B one and the B standard for brackets. So like parentheses you do in the brackets. But PEMDAS is multiply divide. Bed mass that's clearly divide multiply. So what is up with that? Yeah. I mean... Are those two important? Can those flip-flop? No, I think they always teach you that division, multiplication, those are interchangeable. Right. Addition, subtraction, interchangeable. But you can't do them out of order with the other stuff. Ah, so it could be BEMSA? We could have just been doing BEMSA or PEDMSA? PEDMSA? Sounds like, uh bicycle company Padmasa like Peloton but no one is concerned about bed mass all the time they're concerned about him bedding Liberty that's funny but also not true he does the unfortunate move of saying hey Liberty you and me have been working on this can you working in the bed mass working in the bed (laughs) mass And right at that moment, Radish comes in and says, Hey, Mr. Armstrong, I need to see you for five minutes. It only takes five minutes to resolve a sexual assault charge. So that's all the time it's going to take. It's probably union. And then Mr. Radish says, Liberty, will you join us? I'm sorry, but in what universe would 
oh, a teacher might be abusing children. Let's have the kid that might be being abused just come right in with their possible abuser and have them talk about it in front of each other. Mr. Armstrong has been accused of sexual assault. Will a L. Van Zant please come to the office? That is L. No, that's too obvious. Liberty VZ. Could <laughs> Liberty VZ come to the office? <laughs> that is a Simpsons joke. Emma storms in and admits that she's also in the middle of it. Another product placement. We're going back to the B-plot. As part of his punishment, Spinner has to start working at the cafeteria because he infected it with bugs. Sheila ends up telling him you have to wear a hairnet and he's like, I'm not wearing that, but obviously has he has to. Behind him you can see the Dasani soda machine, clear as day. Dasani is one of my favorite water brands. I'm just a big fan of it's not a thing in mineralized water. There's no Dasani. Well, because it's there's a plot in the show Only Fools and Horses where the character Del Boy finds the source of the Peckham Spring, which is his area of London, and he bottles the Peckham Spring and sells it, and it's just bottled water from their tap in their flat. And so when it came out that the Sony wasn't like mineral water, like Volvic or something, or it's like, it comes from a volcano, or it just came from a tap, it was like, the episode, it was like the episode of Only Fools and Horses, so it was a big joke, and it just completely collapsed. So you can't get the Sony in Britain, because it's just such a joke. That's hilarious. It's a really nice water brand, but... I kind of get it because water in Britain is great. Like, we were in Scotland for maybe four or five days, and I probably drank a metric ton of Volvic in that time. It's so fucking delicious. I wish that somehow the trade markets would make it possible for me to get Volvic, but it just right. How can Fiji? How can we get water from Fiji and not? France. Screw that. I'd way rather have Vulvic water than Fiji water. Like, screw screwing the natives. Like, let's not support that shit. Let's take it from Vulvic, who I guess I don't know that much about, but in theory, maybe they have water to spare. No more natives in France. They killed them thousands of years ago. Right? Now they're just French. Happy ending. (laughs) (sighs) She always calls him princess, which is sort of, I don't know, homophobic, transphobic, take your pick. I don't like it, but they hate each other, so it kind of makes sense. Jimmy and Ashley see him in his hairnet. It's so embarrassing. Fruitopia machine product placement behind Jimmy. I love Fruitopia so much. I think there was, like, a watermelon kiwi one that I just loved that shit so much. Was it fizzy? No. It was flat? It was flat, but it's really good. It tasted really... Juicy? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It was just, like, it had all that flavor, you know? So, Sheila says, cheer up. You only have to work in the cafeteria for two months and he says two months and she said you owed over three hundred dollars that's how much it costs to get the extermination of the cafeteria so she says he works during lunch and after school so that being said we can assume he works between an hour and two hours Mm-hmm. So he'd be working between an hour and two hours, probably. And so 
if it's $300 over two months and he's working, you Every know, school day. Every school day. So, if we assume he works one hour a day at school for two months, $300 total. That's 45 hours. That's $6.66 an hour, which is pretty low. I mean, it is Canadian dollars, but still very low. Yeah, like federal minimum wage is seven twenty-five in America. So, not sure what it is in Canada. Maybe we should look it up. I'd imagine it's more. Okay, after many calculations, we've determined. It was a Google search. The Canadian minimum wage in 2002 was $8.56. So, $6.66, quite under the minimum wage. But, one hour's pretty conservative. If he worked two hours a day, that's $3.33. That's, like, way under. That's almost a third of what the minimum wage is supposed to be in Canada. So... The thing that kind of sucks is, yeah, Spinner, like, brought the bugs into the cafeteria. He shouldn't have done that. But he did have a bug in his food, and he just gets royally screwed by this thing. It kind of sucks. I guess you could interpret a silver lining, though, is that him working in the cafeteria leads to a lot of his other jobs he has later on in the show. You mean the jobs, the loads of jobs, like that one at the dot and others? Well, he chooses to go back to work at the cafeteria for money. Yeah. And then, yeah, that does eventually lead to him working at the dot, but... That is many, many moons ahead. I knew you were going to say moons. In my head, it was like moons. Yeah, well, I flow with the moon because I'm a witch. Emma tries to apologize to Liberty about accidentally starting the rumor. Liberty says sort of an odd thing, like, how could you think that I would be the person that that would happen to and... Emma says, what, to be violated? And it's, Emma's kind of right, like, there's not, you know. Right, Emma's like, it could even be a person who really likes environmentalism who can get violated. Go to a hotel, one mushroom pizza later, you're locked in the bathroom. I mean, it's kind of like the vibes of why this episode started, you know. She's overly sensitive to it because she's experienced it. Mm-hmm. Emma says she sees, she saw Liberty in the room with him, saw Mr. Armstrong pass him a note, and Liberty says, him, saw Mr. Armstrong pass her a note, and Liberty says, you want to see my note? And she hands it to Emma. She unfolds it, and it says, dyscalculia. Do you have dyscalculia? What is it? The symptoms. And this I gotta is, say, the spacing of all the words for people who have vision problems, not good. And the, like, really pink ag- across, like, a, a really dark color, that's... Discalcula in size 20, alright. And then we'll have, do you have discalcula, like, in a different way, <laughs> way smaller... And then look to the left, what is it? And it's like, was this confusing for you? Like in South Park where it's like, what color was the nice lady's scarf? If you said, what scarf? You're a sex addict? (laughs) So Liberty has dyscalcula? That's basically what is happening is that Dyslex- is it dyslexia for numbers? That's what I've always assumed, but I imagine it's probably that something. That is the language that Liberty uses. I am sure that the show distills it a little bit, and, um, you know, uh, I'm sure there's more to it than that, but I think that is uh, the essence of it, is that they have more trouble with numbers and things like that like ones and sevens and sixes and nines or just like long strings of numbers 
Well, it seems like math is like hard for her to grasp, and she continues to have math problems. Oh. So, she's really good at other stuff like history, and you know. Maybe that's what you have. Nah, I just I just say math. <laughs> you math just don't get along. I used to like put my head down. And on the desk in Algebra 2 and pretend like I was taking notes, but I was actually sleeping. I loved Algebra. And algebra sh- was so fun. <laughs> algebra was so easy. Algebra it was, was like so fun. one of those classes where, like, there was no thought work involved to get an A. It was just like, okay, do the equation, yay. It was one of those things, was like, why is everyone else taking forever to get, like, get this? And it's the only thing. It's not like I was smart at anything else. It was, like, the one thing where I was like, this is super easy. I learned Algebra 1 in a portable in 8th grade. And it was super hard for me to grasp. There was only, like, 8 other kids in my class. And I was using a school ruler that said that another student had written this is what it is on it. In Scotland, you learn maths instead of, like, algebra, too. So, like, we started learning algebra with geometry. So, like, when you start doing geometry and then you go into Pythagoras' theorem, that's, like, your introduction to algebra. And then it, like, builds from there. So, like, you're able to relate it. It was always weird American maths where it was like, okay, trigonometry, and now calculus. And it's like, but we're not going to relate either two of them, really. Well, and it makes it harder to grasp in terms of real fucking life and applying math to life when they're all, like, separated. I always had a hard time with math, though. In spite of the fact that I was still in advanced math, so. All that it meant was that when I was a junior in high school, I could be done with math. That was the last time I took a math class. Then I went to college, and they were like, you don't have to take math. And I was like, Gloria! (laughs) I was so happy. (laughs) I did do statistics, but that's, again, algebra. So, I was fine. You should see the sound spike for your Gloria. <laughs> I sound great. That's no. what he says. No one's going <laughs> to be able to hear it. It's going to be like, <laughs> turn down your speakers. At... Luckily, I have mad editing skills, so, you know, I know how to... Well, it'll be a nice surprise when you're editing. You'll be like, da 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 da, and it'll be Gloria! <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then another one now that you added in. <laughs> and it just keeps adding and adding. It's one of those. I, I did that at my work today where I opened a window, but also it was a screen recording of a webcam. So it made one of those, like, mirror <laughs> things where it just, like, went in and in and in and in. Like a mirror, shot of a mirror, shot of a yeah. mirror. You're like, ah. <laughs> What'd you do? I Did remote you get sucked in? No. <laughs> no. But it was really funny. <laughs> I, I, that was it. I remote desktoped my own desktop. <laughs> and then so just like it's like <laughs> watching yourself watching yourself watching yourself watching yourself watching yourself clicking exit <laughs> basically uh, we all enjoyed it though all of me <laughs> all ten of us I was like it was way more than dead funny so bottom line is that liberty admits her dyscalculia and emma is really sorry and apologetic that all of this unfolded the way it did and it's not what she intended at all but liberty (laughs) is just kind of sour she's we've talked about it a lot she's a lot like ashley and she just says 
No, Emma, go back to saying rainforest and whales, because when it comes to helping people, you suck. She runs out. Does a stupid run? Is it a stupid run? I think it's more of like a fast walk. Oh, it is a fast walk. Damn. And Emma's just like, ugh, swallow. And it's just the end. And this is another episode that just doesn't have a make it through moment. Nothing good happens. Nothing positive is reached. It's just the end. And Emma has to sit with the fact that she accidentally started this rumor. And it's really messed with Liberty's life. But... Sheila has a positive story. She now has a helper in the kitchen. Right? All she had to to do do. was throw an earwig on the plate of the untrusted guy on campus. Oh, man. Sheila set it up. Right? That's a plot twist for you. It was... And she needed fumigation, but, like, school wouldn't pay for it or something. Right. So she's like, ooh, I'll put a... I'll put it your way again. She just plays 4D chess, Sheila. Mm-hmm. Like, people think Radish is on top, but nah, it's Sheila. It's Sheila. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I've been watching the other Canadian drama, Ready or Not, and the actor who plays Sheila is also in that, and she's really funny in it. She's, like, the girl's coach, and there's one where she's, like, guiding them through meditation and being like and oh and oh <laughs> doesn't doesn't go with the times though does it it's really funny it kind of paints like the 90s is like so much more liberal than now it's kind of funny the way that things went backward or whatever it ping pongs mm-hmm. but luckily we're in a nice place where we were mad at a gay guy and his shoes his music video referencing obviously little Nas x i'm in love with it i don't love how annoying annoyed people are with it it mm-hmm. is funny i know i saw a meme that was like as a kid i saw satan have a gay relationship with saddam hussein so hey come on you know. guy right everything's but, gonna be fine but saddam should have been with satan Chris was such a pussy. Like, fuck Chris. Do you have opinions on the South Park love triangle between Satan, Chris, and Saddam Hussein? Let us know. We're on Degay's Watch Degrassi on Instagram. We are also on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube. Don't be afraid to get in touch with us. And that sad scene between Emma and Liberty is the end of Rumors and Reputation. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And next week, we will be watching Season 1, Episode 11, Friday Night. Emma is asked out by Sean. At first, she's like, is this a date? But once she learns it is, she's so nervous that will it go well? Will there be drama on Sean and Emma's first date? You know there will be, because it's Degrassi. Oh my gosh, one of my favorite couples.